the Taoyuan Union of Pilots has called off a strike that could have taken place over the Lunar New Year break. They reached a deal with Eva Air on Sunday in a meeting that also involved Vice Premier Zhen Wenchen. The union and the airline reached a consensus on four points, including a pay raise of 13,500 NT per month for pilots. The union also agreed to not take protest actions on any of the agreed issues until May 31st, 2026. Let's hear from the parties involved. The task force was actually established more than two weeks ago. In the end, after 20 hours of intense negotiations, they signed an agreement yesterday. The agreement is very comprehensive. We hope the agreement is a start and that both parties will communicate more with the union on the front of company governance. Vice Premier Zheng played an extremely important role. He stepped in many times to discuss matters with EVA Air Chair Lin Baoshui. He also spoke directly with me. Thanks to these communication channels, we were able to bring an end to the controversies regarding salary conditions and international allowances. Everyone in group chats I'm in is spreading the good news. We'd been making lots of preparations that we were originally going to announce tomorrow, but now that the strike is off, we can put a halt to those backup plans. We started calling the group travelers who had been asked to change their itineraries. We're very happy. It really is a weight off our shoulders. We had the best ending, but there really were some scary moments in the middle. Travel agents say they are relieved that flights will go on as scheduled during the spring festival. In addition, the Taipei Association of Travel Agents says it hopes more legislation will be passed to further regulate strike announcements so as to grant affected businesses more time to respond and minimize losses. With President Tsai Ing-wen nearing the end of her final term, speculation is rising on whether she'll visit Taiping Island before she steps down. The island, also known as Itu Aba, is in the South China Sea and is administered by Taiwan, but claimed also by China, the Philippines, and Vietnam. One scholar says that Tsai's failure to step on the island as president could weaken Taiwan's sovereignty claims. Another says that any moves made regarding visits to the island should take into account the long-term interests of the nation. President Tsai Ing-wen on Monday joined Academia Sinica President James Liao at an exhibition by the Thematic Center for Quantum Computer at Academia Sinica's Institute of Physics. Reporters tried to get Tsai to comment on whether she'll step on Taiping Island before the end of her term, which is May 20th. Tsai did not respond. After all, Taiping Island is no trivial matter. Back in 2020, the government initiated a project to renovate the pier at the island, which the Coast Guard administration says is almost complete. Within the next year, the administration is expected to station a 100-ton patrol vessel in the island long-term, as well as hold an inauguration ceremony. Would Tsai be among the attendees? Taiping Island is part of the territory of the ROC, and we can do as we see fit regarding construction projects. I support President Tsai in doing what she should do and carry out her duties as the leader of our country. The lawmaker says Tsai could go to Taiping Island, which is administered by the ROC. It is located in an area of deep military and economic significance in the South China Sea. China, Vietnam, and the Philippines also claim sovereignty over the island. Jie Zhong, an associate researcher at the National Policy Foundation, says that Tsai's failure to step on Taiping Island before the end of her term would be detrimental to Taiwan's sovereignty claims over the island. He says it could even further raise cross-strait tensions. Director Su Ziyun from the Institute for National Defense and Security Research disagrees.
Having the head of state step on the island is a ceremonial event. The situation during the terms of former President Chen and former President Ma is very different from now. International politics is high art. As long as our country has sovereignty over the territory, decisions on whether to step on the island or not are made based on long-term plans. The national interests of our country are permanent. The president wouldn't just choose to go somewhere for personal reasons. Presidential office spokesperson Olivia Ling says that any public itineraries by the president will be released as per usual. In related news, the latest poll by MyFormosa found that about 51% of the public was satisfied with the Tsai administration in January, and about 52.7% of the respondents said they trusted Tsai. Vice President-elect Xiaobi Kim has been diagnosed with COVID. Xiao announced the diagnosis on social media on Monday afternoon. She says she had experienced a stuffy nose during an event in Miaoli and later took a rapid test in the car that showed a positive. It's her second time catching the acute disease. After taking the test, Xiao immediately adopted the recommendations by the Ministry of Health and Welfare, putting on a face mask and keeping a social distance from others. Though she went through the two scheduled events in Miaoli all masked up, Xiao says she will not be participating in other events in the next few days. Flower shopping is a major part of the Spring Festival, and this year is no exception. Shoppers flocked to Taipei's popular Jianguo Flower Market over the weekend, buying flowers that symbolize everything from wealth and prosperity to new ventures and relationships. With just over a week to go before the holiday, flower markets have stocked up on orchids, bromeliads, and other popular flowers, and they will open for extended hours to meet demand. A florist wraps up a bundle of peach buds, which when in bloom will symbolize new ventures and new relationships. With the Lunar New Year quickly approaching, people are buying up flowers. I bought a lot of orchids, six flower pots with orchids. It's Lunar New Year, so I'm here to buy something festive. Sometimes during the holiday, I'll buy lilies, for example, pink lilies. Customers pile in at one stall that sells orchids, a flower that symbolizes wealth and harmony. Moth orchids in particular are thought to draw happiness towards someone. Also popular are lilies, which are associated with harmony and beauty, and bromeliads bought in sets of three or five, symbolizing blessings and prosperity. Chinese lantern plants, pumpkins, and persimmons symbolize good fortune, while kumquats and Zanzibar gems represent wealth, making them popular plants during spring festival. What everyone needs during the Lunar New Year are peach blossoms and bromeliads. The blossoms symbolize good fortune, while the bromeliads represent prosperity and are very festive. Chrysanthemums also represent good luck. More people will come to buy flowers next week before the holiday. After they've tidied up their homes, they come out to buy things for decoration. Over the weekend, shoppers poured into Jianguo Flower Market, which will stay open for seven days from February 3rd to 9th for holiday flower shopping. During that time, the market is to stay open until 8 p.m. daily, except on the 9th when it will close at 5 p.m. Separately, the Taipei Flower Market in Nehu will remain open 24 hours a day from February 5th to noon on the 9th as an additional option for those making holiday purchases. Countries around the world have been investing heavily in research and development for quantum computers, and Taiwan is no exception. A team from Academia Sinica has constructed Taiwan's first superconducting quantum computer, marking a major milestone in the field for Taiwan. 
The team scientists say they overcame many challenges on their way to developing the technology. On Monday, President Tsai Ing-wen paid a visit to the team at Academia Sinica's Institute of Physics. Let's hear from her. More than three years ago, Academia Sinica President James Liao said that the quantum technology industry would be the most competitive industry of the future after the ship industry. As such, he said, Taiwan should do its utmost to accelerate development. This marks an important milestone for Taiwan's quantum technology, letting the world see Taiwan's tech powers. Taiwan can make its own planes, its own submarines, its own satellites, and now it's made a quantum computer. Taiwan's manufacturing is the accumulation of one generation after another generation of hard work and breakthroughs. It's the pride of Taiwan. The system uses different mechanisms in its calculations, so it can handle problems that our current computers can't. Quantum computing applications play an important role in improving information security as well as national security. Powerful computing systems are also important in other tech fields such as artificial intelligence, and they can play a role in the financial and biomedical industries as well. Used car dealer Chen Yongcheng from Zhanghua's Fuxing Township has dedicated himself to public service for decades. Starting from giving away a portion of his profits, Chen now has a charity organization that has donated millions over the past 30 years. For the upcoming Lunar New Year, he plans to donate the pines he has been growing for over 20 years to help disadvantaged households. Every morning at 6, Chen Yongzong goes to tend to his pine farm. Now counting into the thousands, he originally planted them as saplings 20 years ago. But Chen is not actually a farmer. He owns a used car dealership. Since he faced tough economic times when starting out, he knows the hardships of poverty. Chen therefore decided to donate a portion of his proceeds to charity, which he has now been doing for 30 years. I've been able to grow pines for the past 20 years. They've slowly gotten bigger and now have some value. The economy isn't great right now. Charity organizations aren't getting enough money, so if I can sell some pines to help them out, I'm happy to do so. An art lover, Chen grows ornamental trees, writes calligraphy, and paints mods of figures to sell for donation funds. He also has set up his own organization to bring together others looking to make a difference. During the pandemic, they pivoted to making salted egg pastries. We just made the salted egg pastries to our own liking. It's as simple as that. It's labor-intensive since they're all made from scratch. Everyone likes them. They're healthy and make money for charity. With the Lunar New Year coming up, Chen has set up a calligraphy studio in his office writing couplets to sell. As always, the proceeds will go to needy households to help them through the new year. With the Year of the Dragon almost here, Xinzu is promoting three hiking trails around the county with the word for dragon in their names. The county government is inviting everyone to visit these beautiful paths as a great place to welcome the new lunar year among the trees. Hikers follow the trail as it winds its way through verdant forests, gripping ropes to pull themselves up while enjoying the mountain scenery. <laughs> when taking a rest beside the trail, they take a photograph together, flashing bright smiles to the camera. We came here today because this trail is gorgeous. As soon as I got to the trailhead, I felt like I was in a movie. 
Shinju County has a number of trails and scenic spots named after dragons, such as the Riding the Dragon Old Trail in Hongshan, the Flying Dragon in Xinpu, and the Circling Dragon in Baoshan. I highly recommend that everyone hike the Flying Dragon Trail as the year of the Golden Dragon begins. It's suitable for everyone in the family, young and old. Every trail is different and a dream destination for avid hikers. These three paths are a wonderful place to bring family and friends to experience the beauty of nature at the start of the new year. Today, let's meet an English teacher who is passionate about encouraging young people to travel. Andre Remy Carrillo came to Taiwan from California five years ago. He blogs about Taiwanese life on social media where he's attracted hundreds of thousands of subscribers. His favorite videos are about Taiwan's magnificent natural scenery. He also shares a lot about the famous friendliness and warmth of the Taiwanese people. One thing to be aware of though on the MRT is that they do have priority seats which are these darker blue ones. A blogger lifts up his phone and gives us a guide to the Taipei Metro in English. This is Andre, a California native. So, this story, remember, so we'll read this. Andre moved to Taiwan five years ago and works as an English teacher. After graduating from college, he felt a bit lost, until a friend who had been to Taiwan shared with him about his country on the other side of the Pacific. So, he decided to come here and try out a new life. He met friends from all over the world in Taiwan and made lots of international connections. He was amazed how willing his friends were to help him out with practical challenges. He sees the Taiwanese as warm and enthusiastic people. Not even just like getting around, but for opening a bank account, <laughs> uh, for figuring out visa work, coming with me to the immigration office, going to the doctor. There were so many different things that I didn't realize that would be difficult. In 2020, Andre started making short videos to share his travel knowledge. Now, he has hundreds of thousands of subscribers online. Although his videos have lots of views, his favorite type of content to make is about Taiwan's natural landscapes. Originally, I wanted to be like a travel nature type of blogger. Um, and so that's just always been something that I, I really loved to do. On the day we interviewed him, Andre took our reporter up Elephant Mountain in Taipei. Having previously worked as an intern for a church, Andre has brought foreign tourists up this mountain on dozens of trips. As a keen hiker, Andre leaps up the stone steps with ease. His most unforgettable moment in Taiwan so far, he says, was watching a sea of cloud and mist circling Ali Shan at dawn. Taiwan's giant sacred cypresses, meanwhile, remind him of the giant redwoods of California. But he doesn't regret his decision to leave his homeland behind. His travels have been a big source of inspiration to come to Taiwan. <laughs> also to challenge them as well to get out of their comfort zone, especially in the States. It's very easy to stay in your hometown as well and never really leave. The last five years in Taiwan just flew by. Andre wants to encourage more people from around the world to come here and to see the big wide world.